Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we've been talking a lot about civility. Talked a lot about the Dignity Index in terms of how we talk to one another. One enterprising Utah high school senior has started an organization aimed at helping students engage with each other and have better less partisan political conversations. The organization is called Pull Empathy, and we have the founder of the organization here to talk about why he started the project and what he hopes to accomplish. Uh, Ben Merton is a senior at Corner Canyon High School and founded the organization. Uh, Ben, thanks for jumping on with us today. Hi, Boyd. Thanks for having me on. So for our listeners, uh, give us us a little background in terms of uh, what was it that uh, sparked your interest in this and uh, caused you to start out on this journey? So I've always been someone who's pretty interested and engaged in politics, but following like the 2020 election, and especially January 6th, I had this chemistry teacher um, who decided to spend like 30 minutes in class talking about why empathy of all things are important when like he's got this really hard class and he usually is spending that time like studying and, um, and hammering away the subject. And it really touched me like how much he cared about the subject and how much like understanding what other people think uh, genuinely um, matters. So that got me really thinking about like my own beliefs and how much I really understood like what the other party might think. Um, and I started talking to a lot of people about it. And over time, these ideas started to, to form. I talked to some people and uh, we got an organization moving. And uh, uh, right now we've been working really hard on uh, voter registration uh, we, we're trying to get more of the of Gen Z voting when we're like the least voting demographic of all, um, and that can generally be an issue. So, and but we're also trying to get these people engaged in a way that's more pragmatic. Yeah, um, a lot of people can be my age can be extremely ideological and really sharp with their beliefs, um, especially from uh, how much uh, my generation gets like news and ideas from social media, which, of all things, can be uh, extremely divisive. So what our idea is to uh, uh, get people engaged in in my uh, demographic in a a lot more of a uh, pragmatic and unideological way. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. 
Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and I, I think that's so important. And, and we know that voting is a habit. Uh, it's also a little bit addictive uh, in the most positive addictive form uh, because once you do it, the chances of you doing it again go up exponentially. Uh, and while Gen Z and, and other generations over time, uh, everyone always says, oh, they're going to show up, they're going to show up, and they usually don't show up. Uh, I actually think Gen Z is going to show up. Uh, and then I hope that they continue to show up. And so organizations like yours, uh, where you're really focusing on this this pragmatic approach to thing, having this this empathy, uh, and talk to me a little bit about another one of the real key points uh, for what you're doing, and that is building cultures of trust. So... Trust is something that, like in the 1950s, um, 90% of people had like a pretty positive view of the other party. Um, But over time, in the past like 70 years, people have been starting to develop for the Internet's a big reason and and social media um, have caused this really like divisive, like sharp way of thinking about the other party. Um, and now it's like 10% of people that think the other party, that have a warm idea of what the other party is. Um, and really, a lot of this is not like, it's not just the politicians that, that aren't trusted. Right. It's like the voters. It can be like, you don't, you, you might think that a lot of pundits will go up and say that, oh, this party is trying to like destroy this, or they're trying to destroy America or, right. or democracy or, or this or this or this. And it's a really like, it's dishonest and it's quite like deriding to democracy to, to think that the other party has such bad intentions. So we're really trying to get um, the perspective that the other party is not this, like they don't have evil intentions. They just have a very different way of going about it for, for better or worse. But yeah, so, yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, I think one of the important things, but you talk about that trust factor contempt, uh, I always say we've stress tested the country under all kinds of things, pandemics, world war, economic collapse, uh, but we've never stress tested it in the absence of trust, uh, not just in our institutions, not just in our politicians, but in each other. And I think that's a, a big part of what you're trying to do. Uh, ben Merton is the as a senior at Corner Canyon High School. He's the founder of the organization called Pole Empathy. So it's pole, P-O-L, empathy.org. Uh, doing some great work, getting Gen Z engaged and lining up. And uh, Ben, I know this is uh, the beginning of the beginning. I know you have a lot of great things ahead uh, in terms of this organization and this crucial conversation. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and break a little early for some bottom of the hour news and some breaking news, I believe, coming out of the debate commission coming up shortly here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. 
What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.